What's up, film fans? Well, I'm doing another episode of What the Flick, the show where we come up with the movies based only that we haven't seen based only on the posters. We are your poster boys. I am, of course, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, aka Mac. And I'm America's sweetheart, Joey Pants. <laughs> and today we're going to find out just what the bloody hell's happening in Memento. <laughs> What the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah, but we'll play the theme tune backwards. <laughs> so this is a special... This is the end of Nolan month. This is the last one we're going to do before we do Oppenheimer. Um, next week, and it's gonna we're gonna we're really gonna fuck with the format on this one, gang. I don't mind telling you. I had a crazy, crazy dream about this episode, <laughs> and I said that to Matt, and without thinking about it, we've agreed to do it. <laughs> yeah. So here's what's gonna happen. What you're hearing is us, uh, and we'll timestamp this. This it is six minutes past eleven on the twentieth of March, twenty twenty three. If you'd like to get a real feel for the exact energy in the room, we've just hung up on Joel Zamet. <laughs> <laughs> we both said, will we do this now? Neither of us seemed super keen, but we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> if, we, we, if we were going to do it, we needed to do it and start it now. Correct. So the point of this is, we, the thing we know about Memento, right? Two things we know about the movie is, one, it's backwards, we think. Right? It's, t- <laughs> it's a movie told in reverse. And two, the main guy has got the memory of a goldfish or whatever. So we thought yeah. we would try and recreate this in <laughs> podcast form. So we're recording the intro to Memento now. We're looking at the poster. We're going to yeah. describe it to you. This is the last time we will look at this poster. We are then going to record in 15-minute segments every time we record another episode. 15 <laughs> minutes of this episode working backwards we're going to start with the end of the movie and then we're going to go back and back and back every week until the beginning of the movie and then we're going to reverse them in the edit so that what you're hearing the next thing you'll hear after this explanation and what the post is about is us five six weeks from now trying our darndest to remember anything about this poster Mm -hmm. writing the beginning of this movie who knows? Like six weeks is such a long time. Anything it can is. Happen. I could yeah, be hospitalized, and, work, and we'll work backwards in time. But you'll hear it in chronological order. But it will have happened for us in reverse. What do you reckon? Of all the movies you've seen, what do you reckon the hardest film to do this? Like, like knowing a film. Do you know what I mean if you were like, I have to tell the entire plot of Justice League backwards, but mm. only telling twenty percent of the plot? once a week do you mean what do you reckon the one you could get closest to doing is or oh, would be the shit. hardest the one you could get closest to okay i reckon maybe phone booth just because it literally is just called farrell in a phone booth <laughs> i was yeah i was gonna say like any film that just has like a one thing premise you know yeah a lot of like slasher movies yeah, yeah you get away with a lot of slashers friday the 13th i think would be quite easy to do jason attacks a boat <laughs> Yes, exactly. Jason, yeah. it turns out Jason wasn't dead and he attacks a boat. Yeah. Uh, then his mum gets killed by the final girl. Then his mum murders a bunch of teens because 
Jason died. <laughs> because Jason died in the lake. Then the teens yeah. arrive at the cabin. Then they get warned by a crazy guy in town not to go up to the cabin. Yeah. Then it's the credits. <laughs> the, no, then one other person dies, right? Because there's another person die at the start of Friday the 13th. Do they? I, oh, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. That just seems like a slasher thing, right? But it seems I'm like just... a slasher trope, yeah. But maybe I came but after. But the thing about Friday the 13th is, and I don't know if this is controversial or not, it's not very good. Yeah. It It's arguably one of the weaker of the th- Friday the 13th. Oh, series. I think it absolutely is one of the weaker ones, yeah. I mean, obviously the worst one's Jason X, but Jason, Jason X is, I is will go to, I'll go to no. the, I'll go to the wall for Jason X. Say, but Jason That's X is, is, one of, is one of the best ones to watch, but I'd say it's one of the worst movies of the series. I genuinely, I don't remember much. I only remember the, the two things I remember is the one where he like remakes the famous sleeping bag scene. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. From one of the earlier Jasons where he hits two ladies together in sleeping bags. and then the bit where he soaks somebody's head in space nitrogen and then shatters it Mm, very good i remember it being a real blast to watch though i should watch we should watch the friday the 13th movies there's a there was a video store in my hometown of tandrigay in northern ireland uh, called barney's home entertainment and i used to quite often go in and ask if i could have the cardboard like pops pop-ups from movies that were using Uh, okay yeah yeah so at one point in my room, I had uh, three of them, right? And let's see, Matt, if you could figure out what era of time this was. I had Jason X. <laughs> yeah. I had Envy, a movie with starring Ben Stiller and Jack Black, which I have not seen. Okay. And I think I had Jackass 2. <laughs> they were all, right. all I'm gonna in say my teenage room. 2007. Oh, very close. 2004, I think it was. Right? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but uh, that's why I went to sleep. I went to sleep looking at giant Oxford, Jason X, and Ben Stiller. What do you think is the if you were on a date and it was going well, and you were <laughs> going to bring a girl back to your bedroom for mm. some sexy times? What yeah. do you think is the worst cardboard cutout you could have for that particular situation? Ah, oh. uh, Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> but it would be confusing right because that like i mean it is a good movie but that is a, a that, that, there's no arguing that's a weird thing to have that's a weird eyes. thing to have in your bedroom that's for fucking sure yeah yeah <laughs> but i'm like i'm like but that is a good movie like, that's not really the point <laughs> robert de niro from taxi driver would probably be about the joker that'll be a bad one Oh, Whack, what specifically Whacking Phoenix Joker cardboard cutout. Well, I was gonna say one of it's the Jared Leto Joker, where it's gangster oh, Joker. Holy shit! Yeah, that's pretty bad. It's a cardboard cutout of that bit of him lying on the ground, surrounded by circles of guns and knives. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, and you have your a to your roof. That's what your rug is. <laughs> that was the opposite idea, but yeah, it's very good. All right, Matt, let's describe this fucking poster, and then let's not talk about it for another week. Yeah, okay. So um, it's a series of Polaroids getting smaller and smaller within each other, and it goes Guy Pierce, Carrie Ann Moss, Guy Pierce, Carrie Ann Moss, Guy Pierce, Carrie It's a series of Guy Pierce's and Carrie Ann Moss's getting slowly smaller and smaller. It's at a bit of a like a Dutch angle. Mm-hmm. 
So a little bit of it are cut off, and then in like kind of crazy person handwriting, the yeah. type where they've like gone over each letter like a few times, it says memento. I was gonna say that really bothers me because that's really lazy. I think. Like, and I get that obviously you want the font to fit the tone of the well, film. Well, it's almost like if you hadn't, if you got rid of the memento bit, right? Yeah. If you cut off the bit that says memento, it's real like early 2000s kind of Elliot Page, like indie dramedy vibes. Yeah, if this said Juno World, you wouldn't question. <laughs> no, exactly. It feels like it's, yeah, it's, there's ukulele music playing over the credits, you know. There's a Hello Goodbye song on the soundtrack, certainly. Yeah, exactly. But it's only then that you see the memento that's a little bit in more of kind of a crazy person handwriting. And you're like, okay, maybe that's the thing. And then in the tagline is on the second Polaroid, uh, the first Polaroid of Carrie Ann Moss, it says, some memories are best forgotten. And do you know what's interesting? Do go on. Is that Memento, the title of the movie, mm-hmm. is very clearly bespoke. Somebody's written that, right? Somebody's designed yeah. that. Because each of the M's is different, each of the E's is different. Mm-hmm. But for the names of the actors and the tagline... It's very clearly just a handwritten font. Yeah. And I wonder why that is. Did they just get, could they not afford to keep the handwriting guy on to do like 10 more words? Well, Matt, you'll be happy to know I've got someone here who knows the answer perfectly. (laughs) Oh, who's that? (laughs) I know, Matt. (laughs) Oh, it's everyone's favorite recurring character, Goblin Nolan, everybody. I'll tell you exactly what happened there. Oh, start making this perfect fun. You want to have a second run of that Goblin Nolan? I'm talking now. (laughs) Oh, he's falling asleep. Oh, no. (laughs) Hey! Hey! Hey, hey, hey. He's falling asleep with an onion and mayonnaise sandwich hanging out of the side of his mouth. It's it's delicious. Uh, Sorry. What happened was I made the title and then my Canva free trial ran out. I don't well, I'm off. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye, Goblin Nolan. See you in uh, Oppenheimer, I guess. He just slid out the window. <laughs> the win- which is weird because the window wasn't open. <laughs> I live on the third floor. He just kind of phased through it and left yeah. like a kind of drippy silhouette. Yeah, I heard a very loud squelch sound, but nothing else. God, the fucking carpet's ruined. <laughs> <laughs> He's left behind a half-empty can of Heinz pork and beans. <laughs> it's like it's not hot by any means, but it's like just slightly above room temperature. You yeah, know? but all the beans are left. He's just clearly the sausages he's, out of it. He's left picked the out all of the little sausages. <laughs> 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 That's all I really wanted to be honest to be. What do you reckon Goblin Nolan looks like in your head? In my head, he's kind of like a three-foot-tall, really oily-looking, like green goblin you know like a classic goblin yeah but he's got christopher nolan's hair and like those tan like oversized jackets that he wears uh, see that's what i was gonna say but i reckon the jacket's so long that the bottom of it is like a different shade of brown because it's just yes because it's a been bit damp. trailing along the yeah. ground and it's constantly and damp he's got those like cartoon shoes where all the, the toes are open the trousers <laughs> are real like bunched up as well because yeah. they're like way yeah. too long his belt is blue rope, you know, like from a farm. Yeah, he keeps <laughs> like, tripping over his trouser legs as he's walking. Yeah. 
I and also yeah, out of his pockets are spilling just like loose beans and mayo and onion sandwiches. He's got like a plastic bag that's like you no know, one of the classic just proper like it's a five p plastic bag. It's not a yeah. bag for life, yeah, right? Yeah. And it's so crinkled that you're like he's had that for years, and it's got the old Tesco design on, like you know like the blue <laughs> and white lines. Or like, yeah. how long have you fucking had that bag? Surely you get another one. And he's like, there's no point wasting it. Yeah, and there <laughs> doesn't one. seem to be anything in it. But if you try and get a look at it, he'll bite your fingers. Like, <laughs> yeah, and he has bit my fingers multiple times. <laughs> Oh, you can see that there, Matt, a little scar on the old yeah, uh, I finger. can, yeah. yeah the Nolan yeah. scar. Anyway, that's it. Right, see you in six weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully Goblin Nolan doesn't hang around the whole six weeks because I need to get to sleep and he emits a, a, a low level of light. <laughs> he just faintly glows. <laughs> it glows in the dark, but he also smells in the dark, which I didn't know that was a thing that could happen. <laughs> <laughs> when you turn the lights yeah. off, it fucking reeks in here. <laughs> It also makes a low pitch in the dark. I was going to say, he makes a sound only ghosts can hear, but it still keeps you up. Because <laughs> the ghosts keep coming in. Yeah, well, it's like it's like your soul can hear it, you know? Yeah. I just keep waking up because I have dreams of ghosts being like, sorry, can you get him to stop that? And I just keep bolting up right in bed. And then he's just this little slightly glowing goblin in the corner just giggling to himself playing a Game Boy. <laughs> he's, he's always got an old one of the ones that didn't have a backlight so he's got you know the big sort of (laughs) the attachment that you could get that had like a big magnifying glass to make the screen bigger and it also had like an led strip on it so that you could play it in the car he's got one of those and he's playing tetris on it (laughs) i was gonna say i just sit up but i just hear him go oh link what will you do next (laughs) (laughs) all right about see you in six weeks see you in six weeks mac one eternity later so yeah, the poster doesn't really give us much to go on, right? Because it's just the Polaroid, the Carrie Fisher, the Ca- Carrie Fisher, not Carrie Fisher, Carrie Ann Moss, two very similar uh, actors, Carrie Ann Moss and Carrie Fisher, and, and Guy Martin. Sorry, Guy, <laughs> Guy Pierce, Mar- I mean. and Guy, yeah, and Steve Martin. <laughs> it's we've got just a bunch of Polaroids of Carrie Fisher and Steve Martin. <laughs> yeah. All right, what, what are so, you... Well, so, because I know that it's about a guy who can't remember stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And it's all the Polaroids. So what I imagine is that he is taking Polaroids to remind himself of stuff, right? Important mm. things. Yeah. But, you know, I know, right, as a guy with ADHD, if I take a Polaroid and I put it down somewhere, that shit is gone forever, right? <laughs> yeah, so what yeah. I, what I, my assumption is that this is a guy who's taking Polaroids and then doing the only thing that will make sure he remembers where they are and stapling them to various parts of his body, yeah. right? Or at least inside the jacket or something like that. You know, like a hostel. I think, literally, like, probably he's got, like, a big, like, duster, Matrix duster <laughs> jacket on because <laughs> yeah. of Carrie Ann Moss. And then he just has a stapler hanging on the inside. Mm-hmm. And whenever Far he takes much. a Polaroid, he just, like, yeah. staples it to his chest. And that yeah. way the pain reminds him. So every time he loses his memory, he opens his coat, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure we'll bring that up loads during this plot. <laughs> Almost certainly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be a key part of it. Yeah. All right, so so what's the start then? You reckon it's literally just like, um, do you know we 50 first dates so, where it's like he wakes up and he doesn't know anything and he has to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what about... It's in media res, right? He's yeah. just lost his memory. So maybe it sort of swims up from darkness and it's like... um. He's in like some sort of random situation. It's, it's, 
He swims, you see, he's, he's sort of, you know, like underwater, coming out from underwater, you yeah. know, or yeah. just after an explosion. And you just go, would you like anything else with that? Yeah. And he looks down and he's holding a bagel. <laughs> yeah. And, and he's, he's like, what am I doing in this bagel shop? No, I think he looks down, right? And he just says, I'd love a salmon and cream cheese bagel. And then it zooms around, comes around the back scene, is fucking covered in them. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's so many of them. And his daughter's there <laughs> angrily tapping her foot because she's going to be late to get to school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've been here. We've been driving around the same drive through The same the same drive through bagel place of course, <laughs> the, the, with the, there are hundreds and hundreds of. Uh, maybe, oh, maybe this is one of those things, right, where she's like... Um, I know you don't remember doing it, but I told you, you can't keep getting rid of the post-it notes in the house. And he just says, I don't remember a lot, but I do remember one thing. It's post-it notes don't work, Polaroids do work. And she's yeah. like... And really? he opens yeah. his coat and you, <laughs> yeah. see, you see that he's got a Polaroid staple to like his left nipple that says, post-it notes don't work. <laughs> yeah. And then she just angrily writes a new post-it note and puts it on a cassette tape and it like lays it down to him. It's like, when I go to school, please listen to this. And yeah. obviously that never comes up again because he doesn't look at it because it's not a Polaroid. <laughs> no, and he completely forgets. Yeah. But obviously we know maybe the director's cut that tape is her explaining like, your name is Trent Memento. You've got to go to work today or you're going to get fired. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also that again will not be brought up again. You love bagels. You hate hot dogs. And your brother mysteriously disappeared 20 years ago, but let's not worry about that. <laughs> That's just a bit of colour for you, Dad. Anyway. Where's, where, where's the second parent in this situation? The mum. Is she out of the picture? Was it like a thing where he just forgot he forgot about her so she stopped existing? Has he got superpowers? No, I think I think they met at a support group for people with severe and strange memory loss anonymous. And what happened is she gave birth and the next day just walked out of the house and didn't remember where she lived. And, and is he, that Carrie Fisher, Carrie Ann Moss? Yeah. And I reckon that's it. I reckon just occasionally you see her and the daughter's like Dad, dad, that's mum. And he just goes, who? <laughs> 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 like, that's it. Somehow the daughter is completely fine. Never explained. That's good. Okay. So, yeah, Trent Memento. And I think what could be, what could be funny for this is if it's like a kidnapping plot, right? Yeah. And his daughter gets kidnapped, but then he, the main thing of the story is that he has to keep remembering that his daughter's <laughs> been kidnapped yeah. because if he has a, like a, an episode and forgets he'll just forget that she ever existed oh yeah. and so his whole yeah. thing is like i cannot forget that my daughter existed and was kidnapped i've got a good a uh, good little slush i think for this right let's set up the kidnapping and then come back and i've got an idea of how to figure out how he constantly remembers it right uh-huh Okay, so how? What's the scenario that she gets kidnapped, and is any information given to him, even if he's gonna forget it? <laughs> I think it's just like a um, maybe it's like a rush hour two situation with the you know with the little girl, like the daughter of the Chinese consulate, gets kidnapped. Yeah, is <laughs> this a film you've not seen? Surely you've seen one, at least one of the rush hour movies. I think I'm one of the few thirty year olds in the world who didn't watch Rush Hour. <laughs> 
It's what that's it's that's the plot of one of the Rush Hour movies is the daughter of the Chinese consulate gets kidnapped. Right. And then Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker have to get her back and also do racism a bit. Well, I was gonna say I think what I'm saying. And the maybe- point is, the fucking point is that yeah. she gets kidnapped on her way to school. Okay. Right? Okay. She gets kidnapped and then there's a big car chase. And I think that that's what we do. Is that maybe she gets kidnapped on her way back from school? So like, obviously Trent Memento's four hours late to picking her up because you know he's got <laughs> well, sidetracked and distracted and forgotten where school is and what his daughter is, and he finally shows up and he sees her being like bundled into the back of a you know car that looks the same as his, right? And then he's like, oh no. But it starts the car chase, and then he keeps forgetting why he's chasing this car. <laughs> See, I had a very similar idea to that, where it's as he approaches the school, drops her off. As soon as she gets out, a van pulls up and kidnaps her, right? And then one of them is just as like, hey, Trent, your brother says hello. And then he's like, oh my God, the van pulls off. He drives after them, and then the rear view of the van, you see his car stop. <laughs> <laughs> they like, oh, he's not chasing us and eventually after like 10 minutes or so they're like he's just not moved and they drive back up to him and he's just sitting holding the wheel just staring at the distance a bit confused and they're like what are you doing and he's like I don't remember and they're like we got your daughter and he's like you son of a bitch <laughs> it's just that for like two miles where he just stops every 40 meters or something the other guy's like fucking hell it's are coming. we ever going to establish how like what the loop is <laughs> Of him losing his memory, does it, or is it just going to be as plot convenient? I think it just happens. I, maybe it's like the man of black boots, and he just gets too bright of a light shot in his eyes, he just forgets. So, like, whenever mm-hmm. he's driving, maybe like the traffic light changes from red to green, and he's like, ah. What if it's like the critically acclaimed comedy special Teleport by uh, Alistair Tremblay Birchall and Andy Matthews? Yes, I do. And you remember how in that excellent. Uh, and well-written and well-acted comedy special, there is a bit where Al can erase his memory by tapping very hard on his temples. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What if it's that, but it's like accident? What about, yeah, whenever he touches his head or something, he just loses his memory. What if it's only every time he sneezes, he just forgets like the last day or something? And yeah, that's very uh, good. And it's the height of summer. Yeah, and he's got say, hay fever. yeah. so that's why he just keeps stopping and they're getting so angry about it. <laughs> they're like, fucking hell. Why did we do this in the middle of just between spring and, and he summer? Can't, he can't remember to take his antihistamines because <laughs> yeah. he sneezes which, and forgets. Which is also on the tip. <laughs> yeah. But he will never but not on that. a Polaroid, so he no. won't remember it. Yeah. I reckon that I reckon that keeps happening, right? And eventually, then just another car pulls up, and it's his brother, whose name is. Oh, you think so? Okay, we're introducing the brother this early. Uh, his name is Brent Memento. Yeah, I think Brent comes over and just pulls him out of the car, and is just like, "You, <laughs> I'm trying to do something here, and you're not paying attention." And he's like, "I'm really, really trying." <laughs> Maybe it's that. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe he. Maybe Trent doesn't start out with the Polaroids on the chest, right? Yeah. Maybe Brent Memento comes up to him. You know, they have this yeah. sort of forty-meter car chase, forty-meter, and he's like, "Listen, I'm trying to do this thing here. I need you to fucking focus up." Yeah. And remember that I kidnapped your daughter, and so he like he 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 spins or he pulls a Polaroid camera out of his jacket spins around he takes a photo like a a selfie of yeah. himself like holding a gun to Trent Memento's daughter's head like that and he takes a p- polaroid of it 
And then he goes and he stuffs the Polaroid into Trent Memendo's hand. And then he opens his coat and then bam, he staples that. And that's the first Polaroid. And he's yeah. like, now you won't fucking forget. The pain is always going to remind you to look down at your chest. And then you'll remember that I well, got your fucking daughter, Trent Memento. I'm out of here. Peace out. Brent out, he says. <laughs> it's Brent out. That's his catchphrase. Yeah. That's his famous catchphrase <laughs> that he'll yeah. use throughout the movie. Yeah. But I was going to say, I think it's better if they, because you can have a really graphic scene, which as far as I know, Memento does have a lot of like full on shit on it, right? Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah. But imagine just a bit where Brent is just pulling all the Polaroids off his chest and Trent then is getting that thing where he's like, God, this is like really jarring something in my head because it's so painful. And then yeah. he just jams the one um, Polaroid on that says, you know, or like is the selfie of him with the daughter with a gun. And he's like, remember that. And then because it's so sore, it's all he can think about, right? Like it won't go away because his chest is just a big fucking gaping open wound. Yeah. So yeah, he's yeah, not. Yeah. So that's why that's the one thing he won't forget because it's constantly reminding him of it, right? But then I think what happens is he drives away and maybe Trent like is struggling because he's it's so painful and he's like maybe crawling on his knees over to him and the other Polaroids are kind of sticking to his bloody hands and things like that. Uh. And then in the midst of all this, he's just pulling them all off, being like, these are all useless, I don't need these now, I only need to remember this one thing. And then, oh, stuck to his hand, is a receipt. <laughs> and he's like, oh, this isn't my receipt, and the receipt is for hot dogs, and one entry to a hot dog in a contest, <laughs> under the yeah, name, under the name, name Mr. Momento. <laughs> just Mr. Momento, and he's like, oh, <laughs> maybe I'll get some information. <laughs> and that's his first clue. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Yeah. Will Carrie Ann Moss be there? <laughs> Almost certainly not. Yeah. Uh, and maybe they're just at this point, he just passes out because of the severe blood loss. And he yeah, goes- and everything goes dark again. And then I think every, maybe every time it comes up, it comes up again and it's like, will there be anything else? And he looks back and he's got another 50, another 50 salmon and cream cheese bagels. <laughs> yeah, that's very good. But this time he's just sitting in the driveway. There's just a pile of them behind him. The car cars are beeping. Feel like, Come on, we gotta get to work. And he's just in a bed of cream cheese bagels. Like, oh, I'm so hungry. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I don't understand how I'm so hungry. I've used all my money on bagels. <laughs> Three weeks later. So he walks into the hot dog eating contest and he's furious, right? Because he, uh-huh. wants, he wants bagels, but he's like, I've, I've got to do this hot dog eating contest. Sure, because this is how I'll, this is how I'll find the key. Yeah. This is a mystery, find- right? To my daughter's disappearance. <laughs> yeah. This is how I'll find out the, loca- yeah. the location. But whatever I do, whatever happens, I can't get arrested at the end of this because that'll waste time. And that's, yeah. a, that's foreshadowing for something that might happen at the end. Yeah, yeah. But somebody on the door is like, hang on, you can't enter this hot dog eating competition. You were here yesterday. And he's like, dum, 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 dum. Yeah, and exactly. It, he's like, no, I wasn't. What? And they show look- him a picture of him. You know, oh, no, a picture of him on the wall. The second post hot dogs eating on a Wednesday. Um, Trent Manto or whatever, Trent Manto. And it's him there. Because you know, it, doesn't, it doesn't have the, you know, because this is how we're setting up the evil brother, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, you know, Trent loves bagels and then Brent loves hot dogs. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah, he was yeah. like, oh, I can't have been here. I hate hot dogs. No, we don't know what to tell you. You know, have you got an identical twin? And he's like, no, I'd know, surely. <laughs> yeah. Not like I could have forgot something like that, he says. Exactly. Like, and then he does a big wink. And the guy's like, why are you <laughs> winking at me? 
He's like, what are you winking at me for? And he's like, I don't know. It's a twitch I have every time I talk about my memory and then he does it again. Yeah, anyway, can I get into the hot dog, yeah. please? I I need it for my child. Um, and then there's his, his famous, the famous food champion of this world, comedian Sarah Silverman, is like, oh, you've arrived, Trent. If you want to know the whereabouts of your daughter, you're going to have to eat more hot dogs than me in the next than 10 me, minutes. me, Sarah Silverman, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Me... The rude partner from School of Rock. <laughs> yeah, but she's... It, 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 the character is the comedian Sarah Silverman, but she's played by Mike Myers. <laughs> of course, yeah. Who also plays the guy at the door and also the judge for the hot dog. Yeah, the hot dog... The, all, all the hot dog business is done by Mike Myers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a whole lot of other, like, a cast of... Oh, that's not not okay. Characters are all eating that. Yeah, to- genuinely yeah. like you know, it was the nineties. Oh, we're not going to touch them. We're not going to touch them. We're not going to touch them for obvious reasons. But yeah, you, you but know, they're, 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 they're there. Imagine Mike Myers playing loads of characters in a hot dog eating contest. You'll you'll get it. <laughs> right? You'll, you'll know. Get it. You'll yeah. get what we're yeah. What is yeah. happening in this scene? Right. So, wh- how do you think he wins the hot dog eating contest? That's I think question. he just he wins by just forgetting every time he's eating a hot dog. <laughs> that's, that's a very good idea. Of every single time he looks over, Sarah Solomon's eating a hot dog. He's like, well, I guess he better eat a hot dog. Yeah, well, I guess it started, and then he eats the hot dog and forgets he's done it, and so he never feels full because he forgets every time. So it's like, yeah. well, you've eaten four hundred hot dogs. No one. <laughs> He's like, no, I haven't. I've only eaten one hot dog. And he looks down and his like belly's like so big. He's just like a pool of liquid shit around him. <laughs> <laughs> He's just forced every liquid out of his body. That He's much sitting on like a pile of really like stinky, completely undigested hot dogs. Because he's just formed a line and he's pushing them in and it pushes another one out. His arse looks like one of those machines that you like put skins on and the hot dog meat pushes it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's awful. But they're awful. coming out in the full bun. He <laughs> <laughs> does that and Sarah Silverman's like, I don't know how you did it, Trent. No one's ever this beat me a hot dog. Th- you're not well. No one's ever beat me eating hot dogs on a Thursday. That's the day I eat the most hot dogs. And then he's like, well, and he goes to stand up and he can't. And he's like, what's wrong with me? And she's like, nothing. You've just eaten too many hot dogs. And he's like, what have you done to me? And he starts screaming at <laughs> And then she says, Trent, Trent, you came here to find out the location of your daughter. And he's like, who am I? Where am I? And he starts shaking. And he's like, your yeah. name's Trent. You're trying to find your lost daughter. And I have her to whereabouts. And he's like, all right, that seems reasonable. Yeah, so maybe he, she gives him the clue. And that's when he goes to see the cops. Because he's like, well, now I've got... <laughs> I've got a stomach and trousers full of hot dogs. I've got an address in my hand. Yeah, exactly. I'll go, I'll go to Duncan, Duncan and... What was the other donut shop? Um, uh, Krispy Kreme. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Officer Duncan and Officer Krispy Kreme. And I'll present this evidence... Uh, but on the way, he forgets where he's going and ends up back in the bagel shop. I don't know. Uh, yeah, this is where he forgets where he's going and he walks back into the hot dog eating contest. <laughs> and he's like, I've got to find my daughter. He's like, listen to Sarah, Sarah Silverman's like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, You're leaving a trail of hot dogs behind you as you of shitty hot dogs that have fallen out the back of your trousers. So, oh, this is a horrible thing to say. This is horrible. But imagine he walks back in and he's like, fine, I'll eat I'll eat the hot dogs and he just picks up the end of the trail but it's so long he doesn't realize oh no 
<laughs> and starts eating the hot dogs again. Sarah's like, Sarah's like, Trad, please, no. Trad, I'm begging you. And he's just like, these are horrible. These I are awful. Why do these taste like shit? <laughs> but the worst thing is, this is a never-ending loop. Because the yeah, more he's, he's just eating, going round. And then like, they get worse and worse, and eventually Sarah has to joke him out. And then he wakes up outside the street, pants full of hot dogs, yeah. stinking his shit. Shit on his breath. And he wakes up and he can't remember a thing, but in his hand he has the dress and it just says, take this to the police. And he's like, all right, I guess I'll go to the police then. Yeah. And as he's walking down and the he road, hails a cab and it's Michael Caine. <laughs> As he heals the cab, Michael Caine's like, oh, buddy, looks like you, you've got a lot of hot dogs. Or he's like, you're right. In fact, I'm on my way to hot dog eating competition. <laughs> competition. He's like, oh, did I make you bring your own hot dogs now, did I? And he's like, I guess so. Otherwise, why would I have all these hot dogs? And then you'll see a shot of Sarah Silverman crying with one light on, right? She's just crying, being like, all I wanted to be was a world champion eater. She's just like in the shower, fully clothed, just like curled up. I've seen things today no one should ever see. And then in the background... I've seen Guy Pearce eat the same hot dog four times. It's in the background. You see the double doors swing open. And he's just like, I'm here to eat hot dogs. <laughs> Sarah Silverman's like, No, no, no hot dogs for you guys. He just starts eating all the hot dogs off the ground. Mike Myers fully breaks character. He's like, this is no good. I don't want to be in this. Like, this yeah. is me saying it. I don't want to be in a scene where this guy eats the same hot dog <laughs> a thousand times I'm leaving. <laughs> and then they fall that in. And eventually Sarah Selma and they goes, just There's no end to this scene. It's just hard cuts and he's in the police station looking confused. <laughs> cuts to the police station. And he's in the waiting area, right? But he's got, you know, one of those things you get for like catching animals where it's like a big pole with a, like a, a noose around the end of it to keep them still. Yeah. Like, gauge, it's just like a Sarah Sullivan has one of those around his neck. And it's just holding it <laughs> with the waiter and be like, stop leaving. You've got to stay. <laughs> and then he's just like, anybody got a bagel? And she's like, yes, Jesus Christ, yes, you can have a bagel. You have a please and, have a bagel. Yeah. And then he looks up and sees like some donuts on the desk. He's like, oh, bagels? And they're like, no, those are donuts. And he's like, oh, I'm sure it's all more or less the same. Yeah, and he touches one of the donuts and like a shot rings out over his head. Yeah. And then that's when you see Officer Duncan and Officer Krispy Kreme. And they're like, you touch those fucking donuts. It'll be the last thing you ever touch. And then yeah. um, <laughs> that's when he gives them, you know, the, the information. Yeah. And then like, they're like, right, wait here. And they go run the address, right? Yeah, <laughs> Sarah outside waiting for a cab, and the doors of the PlayStation bust open. <laughs> <laughs> and as she comes, they come out. She just like wheels around with a shovel that she's got from nowhere, and just like cold clocks him. Like, no, no. <laughs> I'm here to eat hot pung. 
it just cuts back again to the interrogation room. He's sitting there, but he's just a big shiner. No, he's got talks. a big like bump on his head with little animated birds <laughs> flying around it. And, the, <laughs> and he's like, I've got to find my daughter. I think... Sarah Silverman told me I've got to find my daughter. And he's like, the place like, do you want to find your daughter or not? And he's like, I guess. <laughs> so only, I don't, I, he's like, come to think I don't feel very well. <laughs> Many months later. So he goes to the police. After after the hot dog eating contest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But none, none of them are believing him, you know, because yeah. of... Because he stinks of hot dogs and mustard. Well, exactly. Yeah. And he's clutching his stomach, but he can't remember why. <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe, th- maybe this is one of those moments where he gets like, you know, little jolts of memory because maybe he throws up a bit of hot dog and he's like, I know that mate. <laughs> he's like, that, ah, okay. he's like, that is a, that's a Frank's, that's a, or, I don't know what's Dick and Brandt. He's like, that's a, a Pedro's Frank. They only, sure. you only, they only sell them down at the old docks or something. <laughs> that kind of thing. Like just some I see. little yes. bit of information that he's able to glean from pre-amnesia. Yeah. Well, and maybe he like, he takes that. He takes a Polaroid of it. Yeah. Because that's, as we've previously discussed, that's how he's remembering stuff. Yeah. He's taking Polaroids of everything and then he's just stapling them to himself. Yeah. So that he can't leave them behind. Yeah, perfect. They're all inside his big white jacket. Yeah, exactly. And so he's talking to the police and they are not believing him. He's like, well, will you believe this? And he opens his coat and he's just got like a hundred Polaroids stapled Mm -hmm. to himself. Yeah. And they're like, I don't know what this is. You are an insane person. I was like, this is LA, buddy. You know how many people come in here with photos taped inside Stapled of them? Stapled to them. <laughs> Every other guy comes in here has got a fucking clock taped to his head. and a, some A woman's got tins taped to her feet. You're not the first person to come in here with something stuck to them. Exactly, yeah. So they're not helping him. Yeah. And maybe even he starts to suspect that they're in on it. You know, maybe like... Oh, Matt, what if while this is happening in the background, there's... Yeah. Some other officers are maybe like, you know, like having a hush conversation and like looking over and pointing. And then they maybe look up to the board and you realize that the wanted poster up is for him. Is for him. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, and, and that's the whole thing. He's like, I have no clue. Like, well, I, I don't even know what that could possibly be for. No, exactly. And if you look, you know, you sort of, you might spot some like slight incongruities, you know, mm. it's like, oh, well, he doesn't have, I don't know, a pierced ear. He's not wearing like hoop earrings or something. Yeah. Or maybe like, yeah, maybe like in the photo they have of him, right? It's like he's he's got like a shaved head and stuff like that, like, and he's obviously got quite like spiky, like blonde mm. hair now. Like, well, that photo would have been from eight. Like that photo must have been yeah, so yeah. Well, so or maybe long it's ago. maybe it's maybe it is him, and maybe it's just the suspicion that like Chief Duncan mm-hmm. is on the take. You know, he's yeah, corrupt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, the guys that he's talking to, Chief Duncan and. Officer Tim Hortons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Officer Hortons. Officer Horton. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what What about his niece? Does he have any clue with the nieces at this point? Do you reckon, or is the niece with with him in the police station? No, I don't know. I don't think so because she's missing. Right. That's the. Yeah, well, I was gonna say, but maybe there's some sort of information. That, oh, maybe that's the thing. Maybe he's he, while he's at the police station, he's like, also, I would like to get some information regarding this but then when they're like look we can't just give you information but you can fill out these forms and if we well i thought that's why he was there oh yeah so i thought it was because um he had been robbed of his hot dog eating trophy <laughs> <laughs> that's a very important side plot that we will get back to 
Right, maybe he's like uh, they're like, look, we can't just help. We can't just drop everything to help you when you do information. But if you fill out these forms and stuff, you know, we'll give you, we'll release any information about the missing person case we can. But then while he's doing that, that's when he sees the other police, you know, like discussing and pointing. So he ends up leaving without putting the forms in because he's like, I'm gonna get in trouble here, and I can't, you know, if I'm in jail and there's no one's gonna look at look no, around, sure. look for. Yeah, he sees that they're about to arrest him, and maybe there's like a big action sequence yeah. where he has to escape the cops, but he keeps forgetting what he's doing every thirty seconds. Oh, one of us is like a weird superpower in a fight where he keeps getting punched and it like really badly hurt, but then he forgets how hurt he is, so he just stands up again and keeps fighting. <laughs> like someone shoots him in the leg and he crumples over and then just immediately gets up and just like oh he's <laughs> like why are we in a fight and just continues the fight say do you mean and it's only after he gets out he's like oh fuck my knees aching <laughs> but he hasn't a clue what's actually happened yeah so he like punches some cops yeah and escapes so we've got Trent Memento on the run and we've mm. got Chief Duncan and Officer Horton after him maybe yeah. corrupt yeah. We've got the hot dog trophy and um, hot dog Steve, who's like the big sort of hot dog villain. Hot dog Steve is obviously short for Stephanie, um, as we all yeah, know. Yeah, as we yeah. know, well, it's, it's played by a young Brittany Murphy before she was taken too soon from us. Ah, uh, yes, of course. Yeah, but we've matched other out. I don't know. What, there's no need to bring it up. I don't again. know what we're saying about that. Yeah. I don't know why I need to bring it up. Sorry, Kyle. No, quite. Well, and, and the, she obviously at the end is going to come good, right? I think that they're going to put aside their hot dog rivalry. Which is weird because, obviously, as we've already established, Trent Memento is a big bagel man, right? Yeah. He loves his bagels. Mm-hmm. His everything bagel was with smoked salmon, but maybe he also has a hot dog in them as well. Well, I, well the thing is, because he, if you remember, Matt, if you recall, <laughs> he had to win the hot dog contest because um, the address of, of the warehouse he needed to go to was written on the bottom of the hot dog trophy. <laughs> If you recall, that's why I had to enter the hot dog. And he yes, doesn't, he doesn't that's care. true. And yeah, he doesn't yeah. like hot dogs. It was a real test of endurance for him. But then he thought, do you know what I can do right before I start this hot dog mm. eating contest? I can just forget that I don't like hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, that's very good. Yeah, that's how he got through it. But we've already established a lot. We don't need to go over it again. Anyway. Yeah, no, exactly. But and so, yes, Steve, Steve hot dogs brings him the trophy Mm -hmm. maybe they've got like a bit of a sort of rivalry but also maybe it's romantic a little bit Mm -hmm. well i was gonna say one of those is a thing where as he's running from the police uh there's that classic thing of like he now gets hit by a car then you realize it is steve hot dog and she's like she's she's like like, get "Get in in. yeah she drives him home right and he's like i don't have to hurt you but i need to take the trophy and then like she like just not pulls a gun on him, but just like shows that she has a gun at her side. And it's just like, yeah. you're not going to hurt me, even if you want to. And he's like, look, I'll give you the trophy, but I don't believe all the shit that you're saying. So we're only, I'm only going to give you one uh, circumstance. That's if I know you're telling the truth. And maybe she is revealed that she was also one of the, she used to be a cop, right? And that's how she, okay. she kind of knows that Duncan and Hortons are. And that's how she can eat so many hot dogs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because she had to keep up with the boys. She, had to, she just had to be one of the boys in the police force. But she that's was why- going around collecting so much like protection money off of yeah. 
poor street vendors that she had to eat sometimes 300 hot dogs a day yeah just to keep up with the amount of corruption that the the regular beat cop is doing but i was gonna say maybe she's like i'm only gonna help you if i can prove you're telling the truth and then you it was revealed that she has the lie detector that was missing from the police station earlier on oh shit okay and she hooks him up to but the thing is matt he thinks he is telling the truth because he doesn't remember a thing. He could he could say anything, and he yeah. just wouldn't. Yeah, he, but, he's got no idea what's a lie and what isn't. But that's a perfect thing of her being like, "Have you killed anyone?" And he's just like, "No," because yeah. he doesn't think he has. And then it's just like, "No, he hasn't." Then she's like, "Oh, it turns out this guy is clean as a whistle." She gives him the hot above board. Yeah, yeah, she gives him the hot dog trophy, and that's when it's revealed that the address is is in the old warehouse that he was afraid to go to earlier on. Hmm. And he's like, I bet you I know who'll be there. Brent. And, Brent. She's, like, and she's like, who's Brent? And Momentum. he's like, it's a whole thing. <laughs> he's like, it's a whole don't thing. Even worry. Yeah, I <laughs> don't really know either. Look, have a look at these Polaroids on my chest. <laughs> yeah. And he's she's like, like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> he's like, it's actually quite late. I'm going to have a nap. You can read my blazer. I'm going for a sleep. <laughs> yeah, she just opens his coat and lies down. Just <laughs> yeah. goes for a nap. <laughs> she's like... It's four in the afternoon. I've got to get back to work. You cannot stay here. You're an insane person in my eyes. <laughs> and he's like, can you bring me to the warehouse? She's like, I can, but that's the other side of the city. It'll be $50. He's like, I've got $40. She's like, well, I can bring you $40 on the way there. And he's like, well, could you not just bring me the rest of the way? He's like, do I look like a fucking charity case? And he's like, I'm not asking you to do charity. I'll give you it another time. And she's like, I'm not fucking. And then they- it just cuts to him at the side of the street getting out of the taxi. <laughs> <laughs> and then as he gets out of the taxi he goes what was i doing <laughs> and she just like aims him in the general direction of the warehouse and pushes, yeah. pushes him off and he's like all right then just starts walking here i go yeah um yeah and so that sets us up yeah yeah <laughs> perfectly i'd imagine with no loose threads whatsoever. <laughs> and as he's crossing the road, Duncan and Hortons pull up in the police car and their police car explodes because as you know, Matt, <laughs> in the very first scene of this movie, he put a lot of salt or sugar in their tank. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and we never go- see them again. <laughs> <laughs> And at that point, whenever the police car explodes, maybe it dislodges something in his pocket, and he gets a, a Polaroid he hasn't seen before. And it's just a Polaroid of a spider. He looks at it confused, and he turns it over, and on the back it says, you're afraid of spiders. And then when he turns it back over, he goes, huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, uh, we're at the end. Several bad puns later. So... Then it's the climax, right? The big climactic scene where Trent Memento, who, as you'll remember, is a backwards Irish man. Yes, of course. So a breath. If he was regular way around, he'd be called <laughs> Trent O Memento, but yeah. because it's backwards, it's Trent Memento. Mm-hmm. He has tracked down uh, his daughter's murderer. <laughs> yes, correct. To a warehouse on the bad side of town. Yeah, and then that's whenever he gets in, that's when he finally realizes that's where the USB with his memory has been, right? Yeah, yeah, this is where it all comes crashing down. Yeah. He comes crashing down, it hurts inside. Sorry, that's the Hulk, that's Hulk Hogan's theme song. Sorry. (laughs) So is it going to be that this is where, like, all these sort of, you know, dreams and flashbacks and kind of things and 
he's been suspecting, you know, oh, what it would, what if it's me? What if I'm, you know, the reason that I haven't got a memory is I'm Jekyll and hiding or something. But then it actually turns out it's his like twin brother Brent Memento. <laughs> Oh yeah, is doing it or we've been thinking all along that oh maybe it's like the machinist right mm. where he can't remember and he's not been sleeping because it turns out that he's the villain all along mm -hmm. but maybe that's just a red herring yeah, yeah i like that i do like the idea that i think we said in the first but whenever we're kind of joking about but i do like the idea of coming back to the thing that he is maybe this is somewhat like not so like sat in the future that's like ai or something but maybe this is like one of like you know nolan always has those crazy ideas about like different technologies and stuff i mean yeah. this is the bit where it's revealed that the joke we had about his memory being on a usb pen or something maybe it is literally something like he's not like he's an android but there's just something where someone's literally stuck a chip in his head but is now taking it out he's a johnny mnemonic yeah the, the chip is just in this warehouse with the the murderer you know sure yeah the murderer took it because he's like maybe the murderer killed the daughter and it was an accident and he's like he's the only person that knows that i've done it so i've taken his memory on this little floppy disk <laughs> yeah well and maybe what it is is like brent memento he did the crime mm. and uh killed trent memento's daughter whose name of course i i do remember but you tell me because i want to make sure you remember it's sally discord Thank you, Sally Discord. It's weird that she hasn't got the last name Memento. Well, she was married to, to Stephen Discord, heir to the Discord fortune, as we know. Of course. Well, that's what this whole thing was about. <laughs> yeah, Famously. Sorry. I don't know why I need to bring it up again. Sorry. It you, was you all about, it. yeah, the, the, Discord, the fortune. Discord family fortune. <laughs> yeah, correct. And how uh, Ted Discord's, you know, his classist parents... Um, Jane and Elaine Discord didn't want him marrying a commoner like uh, like Sally Memento. Mm. And so they engaged Brent, who is a big kind of like Irish nationalist and didn't want her marrying outside of, you know, the faith. Maybe he's like mm. a big Catholic. Yeah. I think in Ireland it's okay to just not want to marry a Brit, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. just do it like that. <laughs> now, I will say, just of course, Matt, we both remember that this film was made in 2000, so it actually, at that point, it is still okay to say that you don't like British people as an Irish person. And also, Discord, of course, is just the matter of talking, not anything yes. else. And this is yeah. the heir to the people who've invented talking fortune. <laughs> They're very discordant. Yeah. Of they course. invented dissonance before <laughs> yeah. that nobody like nobody could have a uh, a chord that wasn't just a major triad <laughs> that's true you know? <laughs> yeah correct music was very very boring until the discord <laughs> family came along yeah god bless invented them. tension in yeah. music um yeah. and for that they made millions and rightly so mm -hmm. but they didn't want their boy marrying a commoner mm-hmm and an Irish commoner, no less, the worst kind of commoner. Of course, yes. And so, yeah, that's why they were in a big plot with the with um, nationalist Brent Memento. Mm -hmm. And now, but but Brent Memento felt such guilt afterwards that he gave his brother amnesia and then became a scientist and downloaded in the last minutes of Sally Discord's life. He downloaded her brain onto a USB stick and he's been trying to build like a robot Sally, Sally yes. uh, thing yes. out of guilt. Mm -hmm. But it's t it's all gone wrong. And now she's a Terminator and the brother's memento have to take down the horrible 
twisted mechanical form that their daughter and or uh niece niece has become yeah it's like some sort of big horror like steampunk spider like wild wild west type type situation absolutely but it's just a little a little crt monitor with just the face of his daughter i knew that there was a reason that we made sally discord's actor be fuck what's his name the shakespearean guy uh, he was in. He was in the. He was. He was Poirot. He was Poirot. Uh, oh, Kenneth David, Branagh. Oh, I thought you said Kenneth Dave, Branagh. No, I thought you said David Suchet. Well, Kenneth Branagh is in a lot of Nolan films. I'm gonna get. Yeah, I'm gonna get that clean. I knew there was a reason that we made uh, Jenny Discord's actor Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, that's why we've already discussed this. We need to go over it again. <laughs> Well, no, because this is the resolution, right? Yeah, and now yeah, yeah. we realise that what we've been building up to this whole time is giant spider Kenneth Branagh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I propose a real wild twist here, right? Yeah, but this of is a, This is a twist that in very classic Momento and Nolan style will not be actually relevant for 18 years after this movie comes out. Oh, all right. Right, so they're in this... All right, maybe 20 years, actually. They're in this um, warehouse, as you are saying, right? And yeah. the spiders be crunching through, you know, like crates and shit. And they're trying to run around, you know, getting up pop shots off occasionally, you know, just trying to damage it. But they're mostly just trying to survive the fight. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And at some point, uh, one of their big spider, metal spider feet comes down in this crate. And as she lifts it, uh, on the other half of the crate, you see inside it, someone with just a little, like, rags and stuff on, shaking cold. And it's Rami Malik. <laughs> Oh shit! Okay, <laughs> Malik, it is. We're fun. building a. We really should have started. If we were going to build a, a, a Nolan cinematic universe, we probably should have started that four movies ago. No, but I think this. I think it's good that it's only this one, and this will be the big reveal at the end. But the I thing thought is- you were going to say that, like, we're taking inspiration from the actual plot of the prestige and it's another guy pierce <laughs> trent memento and just the warehouse is full of guy pierces well maybe it is maybe this is the only crate that's not and it's just really oh, okay and he's in there with just like i don't know the fucking the, um, american gothic or something the first painting yeah. he finds in, in talent maybe they break know. open another c- c- crate and it's the ark of the covenant and we realize they're in the indiana jones warehouse <laughs> that's good oh fuck that would be good if it's Indiana Jones warehouse, and that's why Rami Malek's there. He's like, this is where all the fucking good shit is. Yeah, but I got stuck in this crate. <laughs> I got stuck in this crate because for some reason I only got technology twenty years after this. Yeah, all I've got now is the normal stuff a pharaoh would have. Anyway, I'm off, and then he just walks out. No resolution for that. That's no, just... sure. And then it goes back to the big fight. Yeah. But I think um, that's, I think I think that's well, good. The, the resolution, right? The resolution has to be that much like in Spider-Man 2, uh, Electric Boogaloo, but there's a Dr. Octopus. Mm-hmm. You know, Brent, uh, Brent Memento goes down with his creation, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, he can't let it go, and maybe the warehouse burns down or something with them oh. inside, and Trent Memento is like, maybe Trent Memento <laughs> turns his back on them for like four seconds, forgets why he's there <laughs> and who they are, yeah. and he just wanders out, and then they both are like, well, there's a really, uh, you know, tender moment between the uncle and spider, spider niece and the, the twisted uncle when they're like, 
well, I'm a monster and I've made you a monster. It's right that we should die together in this fire. And she's like, thank you for letting me go, uncle. You have redeemed yourself with this act. And then it just cuts to Trent uh, Memento getting like a bagel. And he's like, I wish I could remember what I feel. I keep feeling like I'm forgetting something. Oh, is this that- is fucked. <laughs> okay. And that's the end. Well, that's a much better. Well, that's not better, but it's because I had a very slightly un- unmanned version of that where maybe during the, the fight at some point, Brent is like mouthing off at Trent, being like, You've got to listen to me. And he's like, I don't have to listen to you. You, the one that's fucked this. And Trent punches him. And yeah. actually, by punching him, he lodges, like, dislodges some memories from Brent, who has also oh, okay. got memory loss. And he's like, Wait. Trent was a good brother to me as a younger person. Maybe I should try and save him. And that's the point where he turns and is like, I'm going to deal with this. And then Trent looks up and he's like, what? <laughs> like, that's yeah. what Trent forgets as soon as Brent Who walks off. He's like, what's happening? And then he's like, God, I'm, I'm get a bagel. <laughs> Maybe that's his... He just always wakes up. Because famously, he always... Like, whenever he loses his memory, he wakes up hungry for bagels. Yeah. I like the, the idea that maybe his name the whole time has been Trant Moment, and every time the O at the end was just because he was thinking of bagels so much that so he just kept <laughs> adding it. To. He just loves bagels. Famous. That, that's the thing that we established right at the start. Yeah. Every 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 scene that cuts to Guy Pierce, it's him unwrapping just greaseproof paper and wiping yeah, cream cheese off his fingers. Beginning to eat or finishing off a bagel. And every time, like, the new scene starts where he's lost his memories, you know, the, the day starts again or whatever. Yeah. He, yeah, wakes up in the bagel shop. As we've covered before, he wakes up in the bagel shop and people are like, oh, you're gonna, you're usual, is it, uh, Trent? And he's like, I've never been here before, but I'll have an everything bagel with yeah. smoked salmon. It is it. crazy. And like, we know. And he's like, you're wizards, you're bagel wizards. <laughs> it's crazy how much of the plot of Memento is the same as 50 First Dates, isn't it? It is <laughs> re- weird that, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Marcia, we'd re- read the real plot and see how close we got. Yes, let's uh, do it. I can't think that we've got much wrong here. There we go. Right, here we go. I got a bagel, check out those bagels, those are my bagels, I'm gonna eat the bagels. Who's got a bagel, bagel? This what really happened, didn't it? Alright, Matt, we've listened back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it turns out we, I mean, I don't know, in some ways I'm quite impressed with how much we remembered. In some ways we fucked it very, very hard indeed. I think the core plot... Uh, finishes I just think there's an insane amount of random details that where we set things up that yeah well the whole Johnny mnemonic angle was absolutely not present <laughs> yeah also Michael Caine at one point is a taxi driver and then Michael is also in a box is in it twice but I think that's fine you know uh, you can never have too much Mikey Caine I don't think the hot dog person I believe is called was it Steph Steph Hot Dogs when it then turns into Sarah Silverman. Yeah, who's played by Mike Myers. Who's played by Mike Myers. <laughs> Officer uh, Krispy Kreme turns into Officer Tim Hortons. Yes. and also the daughter becomes a niece briefly, but other briefly than that, becomes a niece. Other than that, I think we did pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. And also, we brought in the brother that was supposed to be a, the big twist of the movie. We brought that in. <laughs> 
immediately. Very early. Very early on in the plot. Well, I will say, for Trant, that would have been a big twist. Yeah, it's true. He wouldn't have remembered at all. It's a, everything's a big twist for him. Everything's a big twist for Trent. The biggest twist, twist, the biggest twist for Trent. The biggest is tryst that, for Twent. <laughs> the biggest twist for Twent is when he's like, all I have to do is finish this silly old hot dog eating contest. But for some reason, I didn't think of this. One of the hot dogs tasted bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably the most unpleasant riff we've had on this show so far. Right. <laughs> Let me read you the actual plot. Yes, please do. The film starts with a Polaroid photo of a dead man. Tick. <laughs> Polaroids. We had him in there. Yeah. As the sequence plays backwards, the photo reverts to its undeveloped state, entering the camera before the man is shot in the head. The film then continues, alternating between black and white and colour scenes. I feel like this is going to be horrible to read in a plot of it's going to tell us the difference of the I black. I think it probably is good. I think lis- listening to you read this is going to be worse than, than listening, listening to us to try and <laughs> decipher it backwards over a series of weeks. I also like weeks. to point out that we finished that, what, like last weekend, was it? It was two months probably worth, two, three months worth of... I think we say at the start, it's like, it's like the 20th of March when we start. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> That's fucked. And right. it's now the 11th of June, to put that yeah. into perspective. Uh, the black and white sequences begin with Leonard Shelby, a former insurance investigator in a motel room, speaking to an unseen and unknown caller. Leonard has uh, anterograde amnesia and is unable to store recent memories. So oh, that makes more sense. Yeah, than we okay. Just, yeah. So he's got his long term. He yeah. can remember how much he loves bagels, but not why he's eating this hot dog again. Uh, this, this is the result of an attack by two men. Leonard explains that he killed the attacker who uh, assaulted his wife but a second clubbed him and escaped. The police did not accept that there was a second attacker, but Leonard believes the attacker's name is John G or James G. Okay. That's all it says there. <laughs> no sure. context as to why he believes that. Why does he be, yes. Uh, did he find a receipt? For some <laughs> yeah. sort of eating contest, perhaps. Yeah. It's like, it's definitely J something G. Is that J something hot dog G. Eating? Yeah, the only yeah. two names that begin with J are... <laughs> Jim and John. I've already forgotten yeah. what he that, said. Oh, it was James and John. You James were cracked. and John, okay. It'd be very funny. That's the big twist. It turns out it's a G and G and he never would have expected it. He never would have. Yeah, and that's a, it's a commentary on the He turns to the audience and he goes, see? Yeah. Women can also be bad guys. <laughs> uh, Leonard investigates using notes, Polaroid photos and tattoos to keep track of the information. When was this? When did this come out? 2000. 2000. Okay, so yeah. yeah. Had it been like five years later, ten years later, he would have just been using the Notes app on his iPhone. Yeah. And setting himself like five alarms. It would have been a much less cool concept. <laughs> anyway, Leonard recalls Sammy Jankus, another anti-grade amnesiac, amnesiac from his insurance industry days. After tests confirm Sammy's inability to learn tasks through repetition, Leonard believes that his condition was at best psychological and perhaps faked and turned down his insurance claim. Sammy's distraught wife repeatedly asked Sammy to administer her insulin shots for her diabetes, hoping he'd remember having recently given her a shot uh, and avoid giving her a fatal overdose. Sammy administered each injection and his wife died. Jesus. Well, Jesus Christ. So, what, Sammy... So, she, he had just given her an insulin injection? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, But she took it every time. She was like, yeah. Sammy, Sammy, give me an insulin shot. Uh, he'll remember now. This one he'll remember. <laughs> yeah. oh, hey, Sammy, give us another incident shot. Oh, this, surely this time. Surely this time yeah. his medical condition 
will be broken by his love for me. I'm going to die this time, but I'm betting, I'm betting everything I've got. It's not worked the last 10 times, but this time I'm 100%. I'm all in. Well, do you reckon what it is? is and I agree that sounds stupid for what we've read, right? And I agree also that surely at the point where you're going to die, you'll be like, that's enough now. Yeah. But do you think it was one of those things where she's like, the insurance will believe that he does actually have memory issues if he kills me? Oh, maybe. <laughs> But even at that, you're like, that's a fucked plan. It is. It's a bad plan. <laughs> right. The color sequences, oh God, here we go, are shown reverse chronologically. In the story's chronology, Leonard self-directly gets a tattoo of John G's license plate. Self-directively? What? What? What does that mean? Who's written this? Can we just oh, find no. a chronological? What, happen- <laughs> what fucking happens in the plot? He got a, ta- he got a tattoo of John's license plate. Finding a note in his clothes, he meets Natalie. Found a note and met a woman. That's in ours. <laughs> uh, excellent. Yeah. Is it Sarah Silverman? I'll take even just Sarah Silverman not played by Mark Myers. <laughs> it's not Sarah Silverman. I'm it's, probably, it's probably Carrie Ann Moss, isn't it? It, it is. Because <laughs> she's on the poster. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, she's a bartan- bar- bartender who resents Leonard because he wears clothes and drives the car of her boyfriend, Jimmy Grants. Jimmy James G. Wait, he wears the clothes and drives the car <laughs> yeah. of Jimmy Grants. But, so he's going to turn out to be Jimmy Grants, right? That's going to be the big twist of this movie. That he, Almost He's certainly. mementoing because he's the guy that killed his wife. Or he's the second guy. Yeah. After understanding Leonard's condition, she uses it to get Leonard to drive a man named Dodd out of town and offers to run the license plates as a favour through the Department of Motor Vehicles database. Meanwhile, Leonard meets with a contact, Teddy, who helps with Dodd but warns about Natalie. Leonard finds that he had previously annotated his Polaroids of Teddy, warning himself not to trust him. So he already had a Polaroid of Teddy somehow. And so he already met him. Teddy and he's like, don't trust yeah. this fool. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Natalie provides Leonard with the driver's license for John Edward Gamble, which is Teddy's full name. Confirming Leonard's information on John G and his warnings, Leonard drives Teddy to an abandoned building, leading to the opening where he shoots him and takes the photo. I see. Okay. okay. In the final black and white sequence, prompted by the caller, or the caller that was the mysterious caller on the phone, Leonard meets with Teddy, an undercover officer, has found that Leonard, Jimmy, and a different character have all been directed to the abandoned building. So Leonard is playing John G undercover, essentially. So that's Jim... The guy earlier we were saying about is like he's going to be John Grants or Jimmy Grants or whatever. Appears to be correct here. I'm so confused, but go on. It just seems so fucking confusing. I've also, I've heard this film's confusing to watch, so imagine reading the plot of it. <laughs> <laughs> when Jimmy arrives, Leonard strangles him fatally and takes a Polaroid photo of the body. As the photo develops, the black and white transitions to the final colour sequence. Leonard swaps clothes with Jimmy. Matt, you called that. Cool. Here- Hearing him whisper Sammy, what? as Leonard has only been told Sammy's story to those he has met, he suddenly doubts Jimmy's role in his wife's murder. Teddy arrives and asserts that Jimmy was John G, but Leonard is undeterred. Teddy says that he helped him kill the real attacker a year ago, and Teddy has been using Leonard ever since. Teddy points out the name John G is common. Leonard will cyclically forget and begin his search again, and that even Teddy himself has a John G name. Oh, because he's John Edward Gamble. Okay. Yes, I remember. Yeah. Further, further, Teddy says that Sammy's story is Leonard's story, a memory Leonard has repressed to escape the feeling of guilt. And I assume Sammy is the guy who actually killed it, killed his wife, but it doesn't actually say that here. But that seems to be the <laughs> implication here. Sure. 
After hearing Taddy confess all this, Leonard burns the photographs of the dead Jimmy and the photo of himself right after killing the real attacker a year ago, pointing to his chest where he would get a tattoo of to document his successful revenge. In a monologue, Leonard explains that he's willing to lie lie to himself in order to get justice against anyone who has wronged him. He therefore targets Teddy by ordering a tattoo of Teddy's license plate number and writing a note to himself that Teddy is not to be trusted so that he will mistake Wait, Teddy. so he's using his own amnesia as a way to make him do murders? Yeah. Okay, fine. Fine. <laughs> uh, he'll mistake Teddy for John G and kill him. Leonard drives off in Jimmy's car, confident that despite this lie, he will retain enough awareness of the world to know that his actions have consequences. That is factually untrue based on what I've read. And also, I know we didn't put Carrie Ann Moss in the film, but she is in the poster and she's in one scene of this, this synopsis. Yeah, yeah. That seems Ooh. really bad. It does seem like a good film. I think it seems like a, a a stupid man's smart film. Do you know what I mean? It seems like when pe- when people like us have a go at Nolan, yeah. and they talk about all of the sort of Nolan bullshit. Yeah, this film is that, right? Absolutely. This is the bomb. <laughs> because Interstellar, not dif- not Interstellar. Sorry, I've seen very good movie, Dark Knight trilogy. By and large, very good films. Yeah. Prestige sounded sick as hell. Yeah. Um, we've both seen Inception at some point in our lives, and that I don't remember not understanding that. No. So I guess what it seems like to me is that Nolan's reputation for, like, bullshittery and being a cunt who's too far up his own ass comes exclusively from this movie. And maybe also Tenet. Yeah, well, those two specifically, but I would also say that inception has the dumb guy's idea of a smart person thing right and i think yes, you can watch yeah. it and be like yeah i get this but so many people are like oh it's so confusing you don't know if you're ever in a dream or not and i'm like it's pretty clear actually all the time it's, they explain it at length they yeah. won't shut up about it and everyone's like oh is he in a dream at the end I'm that's like, meant it's meant to be ambiguous it's, yeah the point is it doesn't matter yeah so shut up nerds i look i think we can fervently say Unless Oppenheimer blows our dick off with the best film of all time, he can fuck right off. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'm slightly more conflicted. I think Tenet and I think this film can fuck off into a million pieces. Mm -hmm. But I watched Interstellar after ripping the piss out of it, and that was a five-star movie for me. Mm. And The Prestige, I still need to watch because we'd read the plot to that, and that sounded sick as hell. Oppenheimer apparently is three hours long. Fuck off. Fuck off with that. I'll see it. I'll go see it. I want to see that Barbie Oppenheimer fucking double build that that everybody's memeing about. I'll do it, Chris. Chris? But... (laughs) Who's Chris? You mean, oh, God, he's come back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, my God, Matt. He's just died. (laughs) What? Goblin Nolan... He came up through the floor and then immediately collapsed and died. He's in my <laughs> arms and he's, he absolutely stinks to high heaven of rancid pickled onions. <laughs> I'll go throw him out the window. Oh, no. He made a very unpleasant squelch as he hit the ground. Yeah, I was going to say, he like burst like a jelly. <laughs> it's like someone dropped a bag of Orbeez on the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... He exploded but... into phlegm and left only <laughs> a damp uh, onion and mayo sandwich and a half-chewed gobstopper. Oh, God. <laughs>
The point is, we'll never have to hear from him again. teeth. <laughs> the point is, he's dead and he's not coming back, even for Oppenheimer, which <laughs> yeah. we'll be doing at I some that. point. I knew that. I feel at some point towards the end, we should just have Angel by Sarah McLachlan play for a brief bit. All right. Do you want to do media quickly, then we'll get out of here? Uh, yeah, go on then. I feel like we're both going to have a very similar thing to say. Everyone said it now. By the time this comes out, it's going to be like a month ago at minimum. But like, <laughs> yeah. across... I think the- it will be literally a month until this comes out. Spider-Verse 2 is fucking sick. It's beautiful. It looks fantastic. Just watch it. I know everyone's been like, I'm sick of superhero films. It just looks good. Like, it's worth watching just for saying it. I haven't seen a super superhero... Super, super, super. I haven't <laughs> seen a super superhero film for ages. Uh, Marvel is fucked and boring and shit. Yeah. And if you think it isn't, you're wrong and <laughs> an idiot. <laughs> Who'd have thought when the Amazing Spider-Man 2 came out that we would see Sony releasing better superhero films than Marvel? But here we are. It's true. It's a world that we're living in. Uh, yeah, I was, I was super into it. Also, go see... What was the other one I watched? Boogeyman. The Boogeyman. Go watch The Boogeyman. It sounds like it's going to be shit. And I thought it was going to be shit going in. I was like, oh, maybe this will be worth a laugh or two. It's actually a very good movie. Don't be fooled by the title. It's a bad title for a good film that you should watch. It's very spooky. I mean, I'll never watch it, but I've heard good things, everyone. And if I will watch <laughs> it, that means it's probably quite a good horror film. <laughs> yeah. The only horror films I watch are ones that I know they're so bad that I won't get scared at them. So <laughs> if I'm not going to watch it, that's a pretty good shout that you'll like it. Good, yes, yeah, so do that. Watch those two movies. Go back if you've seen Spider Verse, go back and watch it again. Fuck it. I'm gonna go see it in four DX, I think, next week. Get someone nice to spray water on you as you're watching it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. what a treat. I can't wait for the bit whenever someone's screaming in someone's face and you get a little spray like you can feel their spit on you. That'd That's my nice. favorite bit of four DX. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that in four DX, yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's it for Memento, everybody. We did it. This is our most convoluted and potentially pointless episode to date. Well done. All right, everyone, get out of here. It's a good day to be... I can't... Fuck, I can't remember. <laughs> it's a good night to be a good boy. Yeah, that's correct. But it's always a bad <laughs> evening to be a... What's the opposite of a poster? Trailer... And a trailer girl. A trailer girl. <laughs> yeah. T- two trailer park girls have Ooh. gone round the outside. <laughs> God, we're so edgy and groundbreaking. Good night, everybody. <coughs> Matt, I've arrived to do the podcast. Will we start talking about Memento now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me a second to get a drink and we'll just get <laughs> cracking. All right. What's up, Phil Fosman?